Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of The Now Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get him. I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Um, remember to check us out on Facebook, uh, the Twitters, and our new YouTube channel. Just search Saints Happy Hour Podcast uh, and find us. We need all the help we can get. Uh, we're going to go real quick tonight because my voice could give out at any moment and I could sound like I swallowed a bag of gravel. Um, so, Andrew, let's get right to it. The Saints actually had news today. They cut Kobe Fleener, who you had said through your sources that he couldn't pass the concussion protocol. That makes sense because it's really weird that they waited this long to cut him unless they had a really good reason to do so. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I think it was mainly that he was always going to be a post-June 1st cut. Um, and, you know, they were waiting to see if you know, he could pass his physical. Um, and I, I think he was he ended up getting waived with a failure to pass physical designation. So I, I still don't think he's cleared from his last concussion. And, um, you know, it's too bad. But, yeah, I think he's there's a good chance that he's done. Um, and even if he isn't, I mean, to me, this is the, one of the least surprising moves of the, of the whole offseason. I think, if anything, we were surprised that he got paid his bonus, his roster bonus, and that he wasn't cut going into free agency. So, uh, I didn't expect to see him on the Saints this year, and um, it was just a matter of time. And, um, you know, it's too bad it didn't work out. Obviously, they paid a lot to get him to come. And, they paid uh, a lot. You know, it's just, uh, you know, another – Some might you know, say too much. You know, it, 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 there's a lot of great stories, especially in recent times with the Saints and some of their successes. But, man, if there's one thing they've had a lot of these last five years, it's failed free agents and um, – you know, fairly last year, Fleener this year. Um, those are big contracts they have to swallow. Is he, is Fleener Dave, go ahead married? And is, is Fleener married and have children or anything like that? Does he have like a family uh, that he needs to take care of? I mean, I just feel like. We got like, we got like a $6 million dollar bonus, right? Well, but this I'm, year, because Parsha's contract was guaranteed, right? Why, why, where are you going with this, Dave? 
my well, my point is, is like if he's if he still has can't pass a physical and he's got head issues, concussion issues, um, I I I wouldn't come back. I I, I would. I think that would be knowing what we know now about CTE and head injuries and football. Uh, I wouldn't even bother coming back. Well, his agent says that he wants to keep playing. Well, if he can pass the physical. That's why I ask whether he has a wife and family because I think if he had a wife and family, I, I think he would seriously consider just retiring and calling it quits. I don't think he does, but I'm not sure about that. But um, about whether he has kids or not, but. I think the thing you got to understand, Dave, is like for these football players, they play it their whole lives. It's all they know. And so I think it's very easy for us to be like, yeah, like uh, he should quit. You know, he's got a life ahead of him to think about. But I think for some of these guys, it's just, they, they don't know anything else. I get that. Yeah. But I, I yeah. mean, uh, but Fleener's a, a smart guy. Little... He's got a degree from Stanford. Yeah, exactly. That's one thing for sure. I was going to mention that. He's not an idiot. Um, and I mean, the other thing is, is like, I, I mean, we know a lot more than we did five years ago, and especially 10 years ago. And we've seen people call it quits uh, earlier than usual. Chris Borland, um, you know, so yeah, for the most part, yeah, most of these guys probably are frightened to even think about life after football because they don't know what's going to, what they're going to do. But I mean, I think Fleener's hopefully he's, well, he's, if he hasn't wasted it, he's done well enough um, financially that he could certainly retire comfortably. Uh, and I just, oh, it's just, just not, not, not worth it. it really isn't worth it. I mean, we were arguing today on the, via the text and stuff, but I mean, the contract of Fleener, he wasn't a, he wasn't a great signing. He wasn't a good signing, but I don't think he rates like, but like horrible bust like Bird, Man, you Browner, really, you really or Jason love David. I love him. I liked his hair. His hair was magnificent. He shaved he it. it. <laughs> he kind of was long and flowing. Went, it was magnificent. He kind of went all downhill since he shaved it. Actually, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, he kind of just he shaved it between 2016 and 2017, right? Maybe it was easier yeah, for him to get a concussion without the hair. <laughs> oh man, that's really mean, but so so true. I mean, Andrew, you are like you are practically a doctor. So, sure. Um, so I, I guess would you? Where would you rate Fleener on the bad on the bad Saints free agent scale? Bird being like the worst. Well, no, uh, you know, Fairley's the worst. Like, Fairley kind of, Fairley's kind of like hard to describe because obviously he, the one year contract he got, he was phenomenal. I mean, Fairley's first deal, he was like the steal of the century. But like, that deal is completely separate from his second deal. So, like, you can't, like, you can evaluate those two signings separately. And I think. The first Fairley deal was one of the best bargains maybe ever in the Sean Payton era, maybe second to Darren Sharper and, and Breeze, you know, but other than that, like it, it was the best. But the second Fairley contract, I would argue, was the worst ever because, I mean, literally that was freshly minted, freshly signed, and boom, done. And they lost all that money. So that, that, that was, the, it was the meme of the Joker with the pile of money burning. Yeah, and so you know, after that, I would say Spiller if was only, one of the worst. If only there was somebody who said not to re-sign Nick Fairley. If only there was a <laughs> a level-headed 
stable genius somewhere out there, somewhere, anywhere in the world, who would have said? Where could he be? We, we should get him on this podcast. Who would have said? Maybe hey, one day we'll meet. Don't sign Nick Fairley. Don't re-sign him. If only, yeah. if only such a person it. existed. Oh, that, that oh how much me. more money the Saints would have. Ay, ay, ay. But any, anyway, I would, I would say Fairley is similar to Bird and, and Jason David. I mean, those guys played. They, they had. I mean, David had a bunch of picks. Uh, Bird intercepted Matt Ryan once. <laughs> um, I think did he? No, maybe not. Uh, he did. He did. He had two. No, that you're thinking of. You're thinking of uh, Jamal Sanford. Yeah. Well, Bird had a couple interceptions in a game. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Once against the Bucks. Um, so, you know, I, that's kind of how I feel about fair, about fleener like he just plays a different position that puts I up more like stats crazy pills. i mean fleener had more stats just because he plays tight end but um i mean I, I feel like the saints tried to make it work in year one and then in year two they pretty much gave up on him i mean they decided in year two he played 11 games and had 22 catches he was averaging two catches a game and they weren't playing him unless it was the two-minute drill and he would run seam routes when they would be in an empty backfield in two minutes. And that was it. To be fair, to be fair, to he be was phenomenal against the Redskins. Yeah, but it was all like two-minute drill catches, right? Well, you know what? Honestly, hey, now for, just for that game alone, I'd say, fine, it was worth it. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was that awesome. Was, that that was a great game. I love that game. That was the game I took my son. The incredible comeback. That was he, he, he helped give me and my son a moment there, so. You're building a Saints. That, that's how you build. That's how you build a young Saints fan for life. You give I'm them saying, those, like, those great memories when they're young. But da- Jason David had the fumble return against the Colts, and you know Bird had the two two interception game, and and uh, who else was an awful free agency? Spiller had the Dallas Cowboys overtime walk off. So like that was all these too. guys, all these garbage guys had like a moment. It doesn't mean they were better than each other. One special moment. I, I, I would. I would reach say, for the stars. I'll, I'll, I'll continue. I, I got to stop singing it. My voice is going to go. <laughs> I really think with Fleener, you can maybe give him a tick above David Bird and uh, Spiller, but that's it. I mean, barely better. Are you guys going to get a half a point for Marvelous Hair? He does. I'll give him a half a point for that. His hair was fabulous. All right. He should have never shaved it. So, 
so that was actual Saints news today. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, which is interesting, is we all know the Saints traded up for Marcus Davenport. But the thing that wait, was wait, interesting what? was what they did. They did what? Uh, the, the thing that was interesting is it's the first time in the common draft era that a team gave up a first round pick for the next year to move up and didn't move up into the top 12. So basically the saints paid like the price that you would normally pay to get to pick five and they got to pick 14 and the saints rationale for it is, and this was Sean Payton. He said, he said, look, quarterback, left tackle, corner, pass rusher, edge guy. Those are the four premium positions that you cannot get in free agency. And that's why we moved up. And a lot of people are kind of like, no, that's not true. They're laughing at the Saints. But Andrew, I think I can make an argument that if it works out next year, the draft is all defensive linemen. Ed Oliver from University of Houston and a bunch of other dudes from Clemson. Like if it works out, the Saints can be a trendsetter like they were with Kamara. But what's your overall take on Sean Payton's stating, hey, look, we think you can't get an edge rusher. Uh in free agency, you got to draft them. We had to move up. We believe in Davenport. Is his theory sound? I mean, I still don't love it. I mean, time will tell, you know, but uh, I just think he's from UT San Antonio. He had eight sacks playing over there. Um, or where is he from again? Yeah, UT San Antonio. Yeah. So, I mean, he, you know, it's not like he had 17 sacks playing in a average conference. So, I don't know. The production wasn't there for me. I get that he has high upside, but, like, man, that's a lot to give up. And so, we'll see. Like, I do agree with your statement that it's hard to get pass rushers. And sometimes, especially when you're picking 27th, like, that's what you have to do. If you feel like get you got to get a pass rusher or you're – you're not going to have one. You're not going to get one uh, or you're not going to win. You know, it's the difference between moving forward in the playoffs and, you know, struggling to get, get in. Um, then I, I see the logic behind it. Um, but at the end of the day, this, this feels a little bit like a Jarris bird move. It reeks of desperation. Dave, does it feel, do you agree with Sean Payton's theory or does it, do you, do you, as you've had a, week or so more so to process it does it feel really desperate and that this is going to be this is going to be looked back as like that was dumb as fuck that the saints gave up all that for a pass rusher um i guess i sort of agree with him i don't know if i would put cornerback on the list um but quarterback obviously and uh edge rusher um I can think of cor- I can name corners, elite corners that moved in free agency. I can name uh, even offensive tackles a couple. Quarterback, you can't really except for like Breeze. But Andrew and Dave, I, I mean, I can you think of an edge guy that moved in his prime and was awesome one place and then was awesome another? Joe Johnson about more modern. Yeah, yeah, like. I, but Joe Johnson didn't do crap for me. No, I know, he, but he, he left but the he Saints moved in then, his prime. I mean, he when he left the Saints, he was he was awesome, and then he got hurt. That's true. Um, hmm. Yeah, I can't really think of a 
Well, I, guess I, Abraham, I was going to say Abraham was over the hill, right? Freeney and Abraham when they left. Freeney was over the hill. Do- Doomerville? Yes, kinda? so was Abraham. Elvis Doomerville? Yeah, but he he kind of was a bounce back guy, not really in his prime though. But he did have some good years after. Well, anyway, I mean, I I agree that quarterback and and pass rusher, I would put those two in the same category, and I would say, yeah, it's difficult to to find those guys in free agency, um, and you're going to have to draft somebody like that. I, I, that doesn't change the fact that they might have overreached for him and and spent a little bit too much to get him. But um, the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, this, this, this all depends on Marcus Davenport. I mean, obviously, if Mark and Dav- Marcus Davenport plays very well, then nobody's going to complain about spending a first-round pick. I mean, hey, they had two first-round picks last year, didn't they? Yes. So they have three first-round picks in three years, just spread out differently. But they lost Brandon Cooks. Uh, did they? I mean, what? Yeah, that's true. I mean, so they, what, do you, what do you mean they lost? He's not on the team. I mean, what do you mean they well, lost Brandon Cooks? They got rid of well, Brandon I mean, Cooks. They got rid of somebody I mean, they wanted to get rid of anyway. Yeah, that's fair. But I just think when you say they got three first-round picks, I mean, you got to understand that it comes at the con- in the context of what they gave up to get one of those first-round picks. You know, like you automatically get three first-round picks right. no matter what. Right. So, like, they had three first-round picks, but they gave up a player – you know, so it's not it's not like they drafted three guys and kept cooks. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, here's an interesting thing that people were uh, John Sigler, friend of the show, did a quick shot with us last week, has almost 2000 listens. Thanks, John. He was saying that his really optimistic goal or, or, or for Cam Jordan, Okafor and Marcus Davenport was 35 sacks and 15 Knockdown well, passes the line 35? of scrimmage. I told him if those, yeah, I told him if those three guys combine for thirty-five sacks, I will dress up as Freddie Mercury. You think they're going to? You think they're going to average eleven per person? More than eleven per person? Hey, he said. I said that's ridiculous, and I said I'll dress up as Freddie Mercury and sing "We Are the Champions" because that's what the Saints are going to yeah. be if those three dudes combine for thirty-five that's, sacks. That's not happening. I I said I said optim the best case scenario is is twenty six where you get thirteen from Cam Jordan and six yeah. and a half a piece from Okafor and yeah I'm Devin. with you yeah that that feels like the ceiling I mean that that's best case scenario how much did you say that was twenty six twenty six yeah that that feels like the ceiling yeah but I secretly want to dress up as Freddie Mercury I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm a man of my word. I at least attempted to eat the cat food. You so, didn't even have. You didn't uh, have to eat it. Did you? you just me. have to put your finger in. I did. I tried. I just couldn't. I I got like just a tiny bit of it down. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it down. But I tried, and we have video evidence of it. So, you know, people know I'm a man of my word. So I, I really hope that I'm doing that. I'll, I'll get the wife beater tea. I'll get the mustache. My, my wife, wife. Give me some hot pants. We'll do it up. My wife. My wife. Yeah. Uh, my wife. Oh man, there's some people that hate that we say that, and now they're really annoyed because we've got the the sound effect too. Wait, people hate that, really? Oh yeah, there's people that think it's so old and played out, which it is, really. But that's why we do it. Totally it. Is. That's that's why it's great. <laughs> I, I I actually want people on Twitter to at me and tell me if you hate that. I, that shocks me. 
No one has ever complained about that. Oh, you, you don't you don't read the comments on Canal Street Chronicles. Oh, okay. So so they're bitching about it on Canal Street Chronicles. Yeah, I mean, not everybody. Just like for reading one. Let me let me get Studio. <laughs> no, I don't think it was him. I don't remember who it was to be honest with you. Somebody. Uh, it was somebody. It was somebody that I think is from Britain, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, it's funny. I'm not recalling their name right. My now. wife. <laughs> anyway. All right, Ralph. What do you got next? Uh, I, I have next. Uh, I was just going to say that mm-hmm. uh, we don't have mu- we don't have much next, but I, I, I will say uh, something. You, people people on Twitter. Did you put out a call ahead. for questions on Twitter? Uh, I did. Um, can one of you pull it up on your phone so I don't have? Uh, oh, I'll do it. But you, one of you needs to talk because I don't want people to have all the monstrous clicks in the background while while I go and find it. So. Uh, Talk about how you're going to spend the next uh, summertime without uh, football news. How I'm going to spend summer without football news? Um, I'm hopefully going to maybe buy a house this summer and sell my current house that I'm living in. So that's going to take up a lot of my free time, I feel like. It's funny Dave says that um, I'm currently building a house, which should be done in August. So that's kind of taking up. I just sold my current house that I'm living in. And it's uh, closes in June, mid June. So we have to like live in a halfway, like month to month rental for a couple months until the house we're building is finished. That's a pain. So we'll be moving twice. Yeah, that's right. Twice and like, yeah, it's gonna be awful. I, I I will say, having moved before that, and paying, having paid people to move that, that's some of the best money well spent. Uh, right oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I. I already told uh, my wife. Um, <laughs> I already told her that I'm not lifting a finger. Like I'm just like I'm not gonna wreck my back. Like my back is already kind of shaky, my lower back, and I'm not gonna have a horrible injury. You know, moving and carrying furniture and stuff. I'm just I'm not gonna do it. So like I'm gonna pay someone, and I'm not gonna lift a finger. And I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit. Lay on the floor, drink beer, and watch them take the boxes away into the. Will you point like a like a like a like a rich monopoly man with I'll, a monocle? I'll probably, point, I'll that, probably wear that. a robe and do that. Yeah. All right. Here's some questions before we get out of here. This is a good question. Alfredo asked uh, Arson Wagner, the manager for Arsenal, uh, got a really nice send off. He'd been at Arsenal. If you don't follow the EPL, he'd been there for 22 years. He like revolutionized uh, British soccer. Just was a legend. He won like seven FA Cups, like three Premier League titles. But the last like three, four, five years, he's kind of gotten stale and they hadn't won much. But they gave him a really nice send-off. Do you think if that happens with Sean Payton, the Saints fans will give him a nice send-off like uh, the Arsenal fans did for uh, Arsene Wagner? Andrew? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Zach Streif had a nice send-off. I mean, Jari Evans, Marcus Colston. I mean, I feel like you know, things ended well with those players. And I, I just think Breeze and Peyton, whenever the time comes, um, that will be more significant, more significant of a send-off than any coach or player ever all time in Saints history. No doubt. Dave, you think oh my God, are you kidding me? They're going to have a fucking parade for him. <laughs> I completely disagree. I think it'll be ugly because what NFL coach – 
gets to go out nicely. Bill Walsh, when he announced his retire after Super Bowl, like name me another one that went out nicely. Landry didn't, Shula didn't. Like it's gonna, they're gonna run Sean Payton out on a rail just like they <laughs> do every other fucking coach. And I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, I mean, but that's fair. how it's gonna be. Drew Brees will be nice and well. dignified. True. I mean, are you talking, just, about, just, are you talking about with happen. fans or with the um, organization? Wow, wow. Fans. Nah, I don't know. Maybe because he might just retire. Because as far as I'm concerned, if Mickey Loomis and Dennis Lauscher in charge, I mean, they're going to keep Peyton until Peyton is ready to leave. Yeah, here's another. Ooh, this is a question that uh, Andrew texted me that he wanted today. With the release of Kobe Fleener, should the Saints bring in an established vet playmaker in Julius Thomas or Des Bryant? Jesus, what are we, the fucking Raiders and John Gruden all of a sudden? We are we the, 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 the wayward home for the elderly? I would love both players. Why not? Like, I just don't understand why you wouldn't want to add depth. And, you know, if the guys don't work out like Adrian Peterson, maybe you trade him for a sixth-round pick. Maybe you just unload them. Um, I'm not convinced either player helps the Saints necessarily, but I just don't see a downside. If if you can get him, you can fit him under the cap, and um, I just don't see a downside to adding guys like that. I mean, maybe there's some cost to having – a veteran on your team with expectations and, you know, they, they would want to roll. And, you know, I think we saw that with Adrian Peterson. It kind of, it can be stressful if guys that expect to play and that have a reputation um, kind of end up not being a good fit. And then you want to play the younger guys and, you know, it causes problems in the locker room, but that's why you can cut them or trade them. Um, and so, you know, at this point in their careers, it's not a given that Julius Thomas and Des Bryant are, are any good anymore. I mean, Des had an okay year last year, but um, they've got to prove themselves regardless of where they go. But I, I just, you know, especially with Julius Thomas, I, I just think the Saints tight ends. I mean, it, we're banking on Benjamin Watson, you know, dipping into the fountain of youth. But I didn't, you know, we gonna, what are we going to have the Golden Girls at tight end, Andrew? We're going to have Julius Thomas and Ben Watson. And, you know, I guess we could, we are could you bring me in you another feel fine uh, about agent. Because our veteran. tight ends are kind of awful. Playoff Josh Hill, baby. Playoff Josh Hill. Why are you, why are you stressing? Um, Dave, are you, are you for uh, yeah. bringing in the elderly? Absolutely. Uh, What's the downside? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if, it's, if it's for cheap, uh, there's absolutely no downside to. Uh, to to bring in somebody in and you know maybe you get another David Patton. I'll tell you the downside. Julius Thomas falls down in the shower, his life call doesn't work and you have a tragedy at training camp. That's the downside. That does sound awful, but you know, at the end of the day like I just feel like you look at Peterson and it didn't work out. No regrets. I'm glad they tried, you know. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, I mean, I'm joking, but I mean, if they want to bring him in, it's fine. I mean, they remember they brought in Dan Morgan. They brought in they brought in uh, veteran guys that uh, that that don't pan out. I mean, Des Bryant he turned down like three years, twenty one million from Baltimore, which now looks fucking ridiculous because he has uh, uh, no offers yeah, on the table. Here's the thing: it's, um, it's oh, like, by the way, when you sign a guy like Champ Bailey. And you expect him to be your starting corner, and when he blows and he he can't even make the opening day roster, and you're stuck having to start Corey White, yeah, that's a problem. But when you've got Cam Meredith and you've got um, you know uh, Mike Thomas and you've got Ted Ginn, 
if Des Bryant's knee explodes, like it doesn't matter. You've got other guys and you're fine. Or if Julius Thomas doesn't work out, then maybe Ben Watson has a good year or Josh Hill can, can fill in. So it's not the end of the world, but it's when you've got no one behind champ Bailey, that that's when you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be counting on these guys to be awesome. But, um, you know, if, if they can compete for a roster spot, I mean, to me, that's no different than signing Laribius last year, who was a veteran, where you bring him in and if he beats out the rookies and he makes the team over undrafted guys, then good. It's better for depth. Yeah, I mean, and, and also, too, if Des Bryant would happen to make the team, the potential shouting match with Sean Payton after he goes a month without catching a pass would be delightful and great, great for, uh, great for, great for our show yeah. to generate. Well, that's the thing. Clicks. I mean, I, I think um, that's why I think he he'd be a hard guy to sign. Is that you know Sean Payton would have to be honest with him coming in, like, look, you're gonna have to earn it, and Michael Thomas is our guy. So like, you're not gonna come here and catch eighty balls, and if that's what you want, then you're not gonna be happy here. But if you're cool catching forty balls this year, having a role and trying to win a Super Bowl. Like that's what we can give you, and so that that's something. I mean, he, he needs to look in the mirror and ask himself if that's going to make him happy or not. Um, a lot of players that have been as good as he has been, um, you know, aren't going to be satisfied with that, and that's just a reality. Uh, Bob asks Dave, "Who is the most responsible for the two million downloads?" Mm. I feel like Canal Street Chronicles when you were running it is is number one. Uh, Andrew's film breakdown is two, and Minxie the Cat is third. That's what I think is the key. Oh, I think it's the, uh, to the, the my wife Borat references. <laughs> oh. My wife. Oh, my wife. three. Oh, he just hit you my with wife. three. See, I mean, that's I wrong. That's what people. All right. That's why people love I this think, podcast. I think most of our listeners are just drunk. No, they're right, and <laughs> they are. And they 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 tolerate bad they tolerate bad audio they tolerate background noise they tolerate us eating, um. So look, we didn't get to um the fun Saints quarterback trivia that we were talking about yesterday. We're going to get that to next week, and we have a but we got to save these topics because now we get into the doldrums and we got to survive like 10, 12 weeks before training camp starts. So we got to like parse out the good topics. Me and Andrew were talking today and we were like, Oh no, we can't, we can't, we can't put all these topics tonight. Cause one, my voice is shot. And two, we got to spread these things out because we got to get through the summer. And then remember what's the number one rule in the summer kids. You don't want any saints news. Cause any saints news in the summer means a, somebody got arrested B, somebody got injured working out on their own. And you don't want none of that shit. Can we talk about Big Lee next week? uh, That'll wrap it up. But remember, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about next week. I'll be looking for – we'll be desperate for topics by then. So uh, for Andrew, for Dave, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.